0: Hey everyone. this is Scott Medina for Sonic Perspectives, and look who we have here. We have Mr. Ross Jennings. Hey, good to see you Ross.
1: <laughs> hey, good to see. You. Thanks for having me.
0: Yeah, yeah, thanks for joining. We're um, we're going to be talking about your new upcoming solo debut, and uh, this is really exciting because you've got you know so much going on in your world. I'm sure even the past 18 months during this downtime looks like you haven't uh, you haven't been sloughing it off too much here.
1: Yeah, I've uh, I've tried to make the best use of this time um, since you know Haken haven't really been doing a lot and all the touring got cancelled and um, so yeah we' we'll, we've we've all been presented with this uh, luxury of time to indulge I guess some of us anyway <laughs> a big a yeah. big part of uh, why Haken stopped doing stuff was because uh, the guys who had kids had to become basically full-time teachers <laughs> and, oh, wow. and day, day carers and stuff so um yeah so this is a, at the time i i i do have a six month old now but uh, at the time of making the record i was a free agent and uh, just dove dive uh, dived straight into uh, making some more music while i could
0: yeah so was it really the onset of covid that kind of was the pressing point for making a solo album now or were you kind of on track thinking about that anyway
1: i you know it's it's been an itch i've been wanting to scratch for a while but we were um yeah uh, and i'm wary of calling this a lockdown album <laughs> but uh the truth of it is yeah it was a it was a big catalyst for um for allowing me to do this for sure
0: had you been working on these songs for a while even previous to the COVID era
1: yeah there's a few numbers that made the cut which had been songs I'd been you know toying with you know privately um you know I'm not uh known for being a singer a solo singer songwriter until now but um it's always been something I'd kind of indulge myself in on on the side and uh, I, you know write songs all the time so yeah it's uh, certainly a couple of tracks um stood out for me as ones that would always be be on the first record but um uh, you know i when i um uh, started you know uh, started this adventure i was fortunate enough to channel a lot of new inspiration and um this this led snowboard and led to a, a wealth of material which which uh, was was brand new actually
0: yeah yeah so at this point now that you've You know finished the project we're on the verge of releasing it in a few weeks from the time of this conversation i mean how are you seeing this fitting into your mandala of musical offerings you know with haken and novena and then we've got the recently announced upcoming uh neil morris Steve virgilio jennings project
1: yeah yeah Um, how do
0: you see this the solo uh, identity working into all those
1: yeah i'm gonna be balancing a lot juggling a lot um so uh it's really for me uh about you know thro- throwing out a few creative outlets and seeing what's um you know resonating with people um i'd like to think that you know all four of these projects can uh, run in tandem and be successful in their own rights um i certainly feel like they have different audiences and uh you know we'll, we'll see what i can physically manage and juggle but um yeah really really excited to finally kind of find some self-worth and and value my own um you know individual identity and, and put that out there to the world because uh, i've always um been more of a team player and and part of a, a, a you know haken obviously being the obvious one but um yeah, found found myself working better in bands and, and bouncing off other people. So yeah, it's been a it's been a strange and, and courageous kind of uh, leap of faith, I guess.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, you know, looking at the lyrical uh, aspect of the material, too, is this um, like I noticed a lot of it's written in first person. So how much autobiography would you say is in the lyrics and the stories on the album here?
1: Yeah a big part of it was um self reflection um n- dealing with and navigating through uh, relationships that that may have been tense or, or or otherwise but um yeah there's there's it's a very personal album and it's it did come off the back of um you know ha- having that cath- uh, cathartic experience and of of learning how to heal from certain things and and uh yeah you know, i had had my own issues at home and with various friendships and were strained and i found myself kind of reflecting and looking inwards and and um yeah de- ha- dealing with that and it gave me a lot of inspiration to write about those experiences so.
0: right yeah so like let's look at a song like phoenix you know just uh, the title alone is is pretty evocative there but it's also the Longest song on the album it goes through a lot of different sections, and um, then you've got this unexpected acapella section toward the end. Um, maybe tell us about some of the messages you're, you're conveying there.
1: In that particular song, um, there's there's memories of uh, of my time growing up with my grand um, my granddad and grandma, and there's it it evolves. It goes for a few. That particular track goes for a few um, different. Themes, but uh, on the on the grand scale of it all, it's about coming into stepping into a new self, <laughs> as it were. I mean, that's uh, kind of relates to the title and um, finding a new empowerment and things like this. Uh, so, having de- dealing with the past, uh, learning from it, accepting it, moving forward—that's really what the Phoenix was about. And uh, yeah, I mean, I mean, musically speaking, that's going to please a lot of the prog my prog followers because that's that's one of the tracks that's sort of uh has more musical intricacies and there's a longer song format so yeah Yeah, i I didn't want to alienate that aspect of my fan base but yeah as as you'd probably agree this is a more accessible record uh perhaps more relatable uh to people and yeah just a completely um uh, unexpected Uh, outlet probably for some people expecting prog rock, uh, prog metal whatever.
0: Right, I know we've got like uh, classic rock in here, we've got some pop elements, some folk elements Um, it really runs the gamut and it'll be interesting to see, you know, if you pull in a lot of maybe the Haken Novena fans into this style too or if in addition to that uh, you might just make new fans in and of itself right?
1: Yeah, um, the the game. Um, I don't have a specific game plan, but I'd like to. I'd like to think people are very open-minded. Um, I mean, I know I am as a as a consumer of music. I just have such a, a vast and eclectic taste of uh, of all different styles, and that really is what the album represents. Um, it is a pl- a playlist of sorts. If you were to kind of file through my record collection and put a sort of playlist together of of some of my favorites then that's this is really what you're getting and channeling through my own um you know uh, my own inspiration and my own um original uh concepts yeah
0: yeah so did you go about that in like a specific conscious way of like okay i want to you know touch in on the 80s and in these songs and then maybe some 90s influences here or were there specific bands that you wanted to you know maybe make a little homage to
1: it wasn't too contrived like that it all happened quite organically and actually there was a lot more material um which i kind of put to the side and um i had this bit of, i had a bit of a routine where i'd have all my demos sort of in my ears and i'd go out for a run and formulate the, the best kind of collection of music that I felt was right for the first release and uh this is what I arrived at really um based on that that kind of uh that routine and soaking in the material as a as a listener rather than a writer you know mhm so there, so there was a bit of that um so yeah I wasn't I wasn't really too focused on copying or referencing um I think this happens quite naturally just Uh, as as things go you you realize afterwards oh that sounds like that Uh, okay that's that's, I see how that's happened
0: (laughs) yeah sure Sure. well that's that says something you know just to your level of creativity that you were even putting things off on on the side maybe for the future because I mean it's it's a long album at some point I wondered is, is this a double album there's there's a lot of material on
1: here yeah i mean as as pop
0: standards go
1: that's that is two albums worth of material i mean most most records are forty minutes average these days yeah um so yeah it's a lot it's a lot <laughs> um <laughs> but i you know in my where I was coming from was i'm gonna give this kind of one shot give it give get a big release out there and um have plenty of material to to draw from if I was to go and do this live you know mm-hmm. um so i think we'll, we'll see but maybe a follow-up release won't be so long but um but yeah i have i have a, a, at least another album and a half of solo material which i'll either use for solo or try and integrate into other projects uh, we'll, right. it's all it's always going to sit there um and be used at some point so yeah
0: yeah well, you brought in some fantastic musicians to support you in this project too maybe tell us a little bit about how you uh decided who your bassist and drummer would be keyboardist
1: oh yeah I was so thrilled with the re- um, the results I got back from these these guys um, I deliberately wanted to avoid using um, personnel from my existing bands I just wanted it um, to be a, a, a very clear separate entity and I have its own identity. Um, as much as I you know, really love and respect everyone in my in my groups, Haken and Avena, and I think they're f- just phenomenal players, um, yeah, it, just, it was a decision which uh, I felt was important to separate the, this from the others. So um, firstly, I'll mention Nathan Navarro on base. He's uh, Devin Townsend's current base player, actually. Um, so I'm very lucky to have him on board. He's a phenomenal player and has um he's he's good at dealing with the um the, the simple stuff but when there is a time to shine he's really coming in into his own and uh yeah has created a lot of magic moments on this record for for me actually so yeah okay. you can, very hear, grateful
0: <laughs> here like in songs like the apologist you know he, exactly
1: just... that's that's a particular one i think he's he's particularly proud of as well and that's uh yeah. yeah, I gave I gave him a nice canvas there to, to experiment as well. So that's, yeah, I'm really looking forward to, uh, for, for people to hear that one in particular, um, and that that's really where he shines. So yeah, absolute solid player, uh, Vikram Shankar, and anyone who knows him from the Silent Skies, he's teamed up with um, Thomas England from uh, Evergrey and Redemption. A beautiful project that he's such an emotive pianist and uh really recommend his his work and uh he went above and beyond for me actually i i reached out to him to just really to perform a couple of piano solos initially and then uh he expressed his passion for the project and uh that that relationship evolved and i really got some magical stuff out of him um he did all the string arrangements for me in the end as well he took he took my basic ideas and and arranged them for all the instruments and that's that's uh, just took took that to another level completely and uh, some great some great um keyboard performances on there as well so
0: mm-hmm. and then on drums
1: and the drum, Simon Sandner, has been a, a good friend of mine for, um, I'd say, five, six years now. He is the drummer of a band called Archetype, who supported Haken, I think it was 2016, on the Affinity Tours. And uh, we became really good friends. He'd worked um, with Haken as a crew member, actually, subsequently. But, um, you know, on the in the sidelines, he's been evolving his career as a drummer. And um, he does a lot of uh, promoting for you know, like uh, p- producer and drum drummers, plugins and things like that. So there's, there's, he's uh, been working the field in that department. Uh, he's, he's a phenomenal drummer and uh, he's, you know, does a lot of session work for many people. So, yeah, he's uh, done a great job and he's such a huge sound. He's bought, I really wanted that arena rock sound and he delivered that for me, which is really cool
0: yeah so cool to have a core band you know throughout the whole album it really helps give it an identity even yeah. through these different styles that you have on here so um and you hey you're uh you're doing all of the guitar work on here right
1: yeah that's correct and that was a big uh part of uh the catharticism of this album actually was um that you know i i started off as a guitarist really like way back I started my music, my journey into music. And when we were starting and developing Haken, um, I just, I think at the time I wasn't able to put, put in the, put in the rehearsal time, the practice time to really get my chops up to speed. And I decided to focus on being a vocalist. So I put the guitar down and didn't really use it in a professional way ever since, you know, just, I was now, most people just know me as a singer. But, so it was really important for me that I dusted off the cobwebs and and the guitar and uh again the the time that was given to me uh was one of the silver linings of this awful uh situation the covid nineteen but yeah i was i was had more free time to to practice again <laughs> it's really cool yeah. and, and write and write music um and you know do some cool solo stuff and yeah that's yeah. I'm, I'm very proud of that element actually because it's i could have i could have called upon some great guitar names and mm-hmm. but i uh, decided to that was important for me uh, to achieve that it's that just a personal uh, thing really yeah.
0: well it's probably going to surprise a lot of people um, like as, as you said they think of you as as a vocalist and uh, lead front man and there's probably a good decision in the context of haken but um boy, I mean, you cover it so well on here, and you've got some really nice lead work, but also just all the layers of mm. uh, rhythm and, and support guitar. Uh, I, I had to check the credits. I'm like, is, is this really yeah. on awesome, the whole thing? So that it's going to, uh, I think, bring forward your identity in a much stronger way. So I, I would say that was a good call.
1: Yeah, I appreciate that. And um, I've always had an affinity with the guitar, but it's, yeah, like I said, I've never been able to really show off. And the other part of it was... You know, I've I've surrounded myself with these fantastic musicians all this time. You know, These, these guitarists I work with, Rich and Charlie, are phenomenal players. Like I, I I'm not that level, <laughs> and, I, and I'm happy to admit that. But um, but that's not to say like I can't I couldn't weave my skill level into this music, and uh, I think I've done a great job. I'm really proud of myself for that.
0: yeah, so. yeah rightfully so. Nice. Well, looking at uh, another couple of the the specific songs on the album, um, we've got this other really long, more proggy piece called Grounded, which you released as a a single early on, which was, you know, it's always interesting to me when someone chooses a a more lengthy song as a single, especially when you have a lot shorter potential choices on the album. So, So what made you decide to go for that one to get out there early on? Yeah,
1: there was a couple of reasons for this. Um, first, I mean, first and foremost, it's one of my f- f- favourite choruses that I've ever written. <laughs> and well, Yeah, one of my favourite tracks on the album, actually, um, to be fair. Um, the song means a lot to me, and that's... And there's and then there's a slight prog, a Pink Floyd-style prog element to to the track, which I thought would appeal to my fan base as well. So, so yeah, that's one sorry. reason the yeah. second reason um i had a a live stream event it was a pre-recorded event but essentially it was a live performance that was going out as a live stream and um because the, the record release was delayed so long until november the live stream actually came out first so um with a bunch of material on there that people weren't familiar with i decided that that would be a track um, which would be good to release just before people got to see that. And uh, so at least they had a couple of songs they were kind of familiar with. Yeah.
0: Right. Yeah. yeah. Can you tell us a little more about the introspective aspect of those lyrics?
1: Yeah. Um, it's really about uh, my, it's, just, it's a kind of spiritual awakening. I would say this, this song is about me dealing with my, um, that I've always been, I guess, I guess a bit of a, a religious and spiritual skeptic <laughs> and there were certain things in my life which i won't specify now but that that were opening me up to the idea of a of a, a belief and a higher power and uh, and it's just me taking that journey i guess was is kind of an inspirational an inspiration for this song uh, lyrically so so i think um yeah, that's that's really what I can say on that, um, and I think musically it's it's couples quite quite nicely with that, um, that concept as well, because uh, you have <laughs> you have really this idea about uh, me trying to find stillness, um, in this chaotic world, and uh, that whole section where it's just peddling on an F major chord for about two or three minutes. <laughs> Mm-hmm. was was representing um finally my ability to maybe meditate and channel and, and uh, find myself you know so that was that's really what that was about yeah
0: yeah i'm so glad you brought in that sax solo there too it just uh, fits in so beautifully
1: it just had to be done there was nothing else that could be there really.
0: <laughs> yeah and, and and the video uh really reflects that nicely too um for it
1: just so, a
0: yeah. really nice spacious and speaking of videos i mean you've you've uh, released some whoppers already for for this album um really creative inventive ones you know uh that one hearkening back to you know peter gabriel kind of uh, style and then your new video game too that you've just released yeah
1: the video game i mean that one was supposed to be the first single uh, initially, <laughs> but uh, the project was so mammoth that um, it ended up taking a lot longer than we'd sort of expected, mm-hmm. um, which is obvious now because, uh, yeah, you can see how much work went into that. Um, but yeah, at the time, we didn't know if I could really get into a... a, um, a, a you know, a film set and do stuff live, you know, with people and with a film crew. So we were coming up with ideas of, well, I was coming up with ideas of how to um, approach the music video side of things using animation. And that was one sort of idea I had. So that I thought that went quite well with the music so. and uh, worked worked around the problem that we had. So.
0: <laughs> well, really exciting to see that kind of creativity take place. And- yeah i just saw your next single coming up uh which probably will be released before we release this interview too is uh, for catcher in the rye um so who is that song written about
1: yeah catcher in the Rye. um it takes a step aside from the the whole relationship elements of, of this album um i was i was actually ready to sign off this album and then uh this is one of the last songs that kind of came in at the last minute so, i mean I just, I just thought it was so powerful and um, that it had to be included so that uh, we got that track added on um mm. the song the song is about a dear friend who um passed away a few years back now but mm. um what it what it's the song starts to focus on is that i have these two items that he lent to me uh, which was uh the catcher in the rye uh, the book <laughs> and a cd of uh jim morrison's uh, poetry album american prayer and uh i didn't get to see him again before i could return those items and i thought that was just a powerful kind of um anchor for the the song about uh, remembering a dear friend and uh, yeah it's it's a special one for me It really is yeah
0: yeah, it conveys that nicely. Um, do you have a personal favorite song on the album?
1: Um, that would be one of them. Um, we obviously mentioned "Grounded," so that's another special one. And uh, I was glad I was able to um, put out the "Violet" single as well, because that's another one I thought was really uh, quite a catchy number, and uh, yeah. quite proud, quite proud of that as a as a song uh, that I'd written and um yeah i'm uh, to be honest it's really difficult they i'm proud of all these songs really mm-hmm. am um yeah there's not there's not one that i prefer more or less than the other that just it's just a have selected sort of the the cream of all the songs i'd written at that time so yeah, yeah. was the uh, video
0: for violet was that your initial inspiration as well S-
1: well um so i worked with an old friend who's who i went to university with I, used, I went to film school um back in 2002 to 2005 and obviously i've got to know quite a few guys who uh, developed their filmmaking career as well so um ben jones was his name he he's, he puts out a lot of these little snippets of experimental filmmaking um and i sort of felt saw the opportunity there to like reconnect with that old friend and and work with him and so really is is that all that stuff's come from his brain <laughs> but <laughs> um you know we had conversations um leading up to the shoot and what the kind of thing um you know referencing the the work that he'd put out before and what kind of vibe I was going for and uh, yeah, the, the Peter Gabriel video did come up. I said, you know, this is, this is a kind of inspiration, uh, you know, take that one to 11 and see what you can do. You know? yeah. Be careful what you wish for. Yeah. Yeah. Um,
0: so uh, you mentioned, uh, about six months into fatherhood now and, uh, right. Yeah.
1: yeah. yeah. dad's boy. It's, um, yeah. A seismic change um mm-hmm. to single well not single life but you know just, just married couple life. Mm-hmm. Um, um absolutely uh you know it's a it's a love you can't describe. Mm. And um we're very blessed. I have a, I have a baby son, yeah. Wow. Um he he arrived after after I'd recorded and written everything so um yeah he it's like a, all these great things started Manifesting in my life, you know, this album, yeah. the newborn baby, and uh, you know, and later on, uh, this new project with Neil Morse and Video, yeah, getting tongue tied. Divagilio <laughs> yeah. came up, and um, so I, ha- we, ha- I have this newborn, and I have uh, this kind of photography day job and now i have to fit in this recording and it was a, a big task to juggle all three <laughs> and i ended up recording a lot of that stuff um you know it's like 2 in the morning and mm-hmm. the baby is settled and yeah it was crazy a very tiring time but yeah. <laughs> but hey it's worth it it's worth it
0: <laughs> we don't want to re- reveal too much about the, uh, the Troika project but is there just anything you want to just mention on that to kind of wet people's appetites um i know it doesn't come out till beginning of next year but that's more of an acoustic um uh, approach right
1: yeah i'm sure there's going to be a whole uh, round of press for that nearer the time but we're really excited to announce that i'm completely blessed to be have been invited uh to join these two legends Mm -hmm. (laughs) in the first place so yeah it's a real it's a real uh experience for me i'm very proud uh of the of the result anyone expecting spock's beard meets haken will be probably both disappointed and extremely um you know impressed <laughs> uh, in equal measures but
0: um are you just doing yeah, on that or or do you play some guitar as well
1: no i i feature on guitar uh, as well so it's um nice which is also really cool you know like i don't think neil even was aware i could play guitar when he invited me to do this so right it's, on. it's really it's really nice to be able to share that as well yeah. oh yeah
0: fantastic um so you've also got some live shows coming up for for this new album and uh how are you feeling about those are going to be solo shows right
1: yeah at the time of booking these um i don't think anyone thought that live music would be back in a big way yet, but obviously it's it's um I mean certainly here in the UK things are pretty much back to normal now with that kind of thing and um so we we stuck to UK shows and acoustic only, but you know now I realise we probably could have put a band together <laughs> um, <laughs> and done and done in proper shows, but hey I'm I'm sticking with it and I'm you know based on you know how successful my acoustic shadows live stream was and how that came across Um, yeah I just wanted to take that around the country and uh, perform these songs solo they could be a lot more intimate I could you know tell some stories and and, uh, be really connected with the audience rather than you know having to worry about the larger scale kind of show it's going to be uh, something I've not really done for quite some time when I used to play back in pubs and the local high street (laughs) Uh, so it's going to be uh, you know, pubs and bars, It's kind of bringing that essence back again. And that was just kind of fun. Yeah.
0: And, and how is that for you personally? Do you just look forward and it feels like a relaxing thing or is this a little bit edgy for you? Cause you haven't done this in, in a while. It's a bit of both.
1: Yeah. Um, I'm conscious about how much goes in, into like prep, preparing for Haken shows and, and what else and I'm uh, not really doing so much of that. I, I'm I'm really just relying on my on channeling just me and my guitar. So that's gonna be weird and um I'm sort of got that weird conscience uh, going on about that. But uh but I think it's gonna be cool. I'm I'm also at the same time uh, you yeah, know, relaxed about it and um gonna try and make it as fun as possible, basically. Sweet.
0: <laughs> Any chance you'll expand that and bring it to the States or elsewhere?
1: possibly not as an acoustic thing, but, uh, I'd love to, you know, connect the band, the core band that's on the record and, and actually do a, you know, at least a mini tour mm-hmm. with those guys and see where it goes. Um, I think that would be awesome. Yeah. Yeah. We'll watch this space.
0: Excellent. Oh, great. And you just mentioned it briefly there. Um, you know, I, I had seen you reference it on on Facebook as a hobby, your photography, but you just mentioned it as, as like a day job thing What uh, f- fill us in for those who don't know about uh, how what place photography holds in your life.
1: Yeah, I've always um, been apprehensive about sort of sharing that because I don't do a lot of the creative photography I'd like to do. It's really been um, portraiture, um i you know i'd go into schools and I'd do weddings and events and occasionally i get to shoot live bands and things like that but uh i'd always wanted to keep the two worlds very separate but i've kind of come to terms with the fact that you know it's a part of me and my and who i am so um as much as i'd love to make that transition completely i still need to feed my family you know <laughs> and, and you know rock and roll isn't quite doing that yet so um Well, who knows if this album is uh, super successful? I might be able to put the camera down, but uh, that's always going to be a part of me. And I think even if I'm not doing that as a day job, it's I I enjoy taking photos. Yeah, yeah.
0: yeah, (laughs) It sounds like more and more of you is showing up now. So yeah, yeah. I think sky's the limit there.
1: I think like I've learned to just embrace who I am, you know, and that's been a big part of uh, the whole essence of this of making this record
0: right and you're about to get even before your solo shows you're going to get back on stage here uh real soon with the band and with the novena show so you must be really excited
1: Yeah. yeah lots happening um see that album the 11th hour by novena that came out just before everything locked down so we didn't get to celebrate that properly and so it's yeah finally we're able to kind of perform that material live and that's it's, it's really intense stuff and it's really powerful music and i've just uh just come from a rehearsal actually um going through that stuff and it's sounding really tight and really good so hopefully um uh yeah it's going to go go down really well and really excited about that and so, yeah that's another project that that might see the light of day in the states at some point as well so right we'll, uh, yeah keep an eye out, keep an eye out. keep supporting music and you know we'll eventually we'll get there
0: Yeah, well, you've got several, many things in the pipelines and you just announced the uh, Haken support slot for Symphony X, right, next year. Yeah,
1: that's right. Yeah. Big, uh, big influence on us, Symphony X. So that's uh, a super big deal for us to to be on the road with those guys. I'm looking forward to getting some tips from the master that is Russell Allen Mm -hmm. and uh, just a phenomenal vocalist. And I'm sure I'll be picking up a few tips from him on the way (laughs) yeah just big inspiration
0: well no shortage of activity in your world so all the best to you uh especially to this solo album because it's fantastic i really enjoyed the diversity of it and uh and just the strength of the songwriting and performance so i really
1: really appreciate it thanks for your support i hope people go out and buy it and uh you know even if it's a guilty pleasure for the year for you guys and uh it's oh, wow. uh, yeah, do do enjoy it. It's it's all good fun. It's really what it's about.
0: Nice. Well great talking to you, Ross. Thanks for spending the time. Thanks, Scott. All right, cheers.